Welcome to the Donnerfield Podcast. I'm Luke Harrison. We're here with Michael Roberts again. So this is your third one, right? Yeah. Number three. I hope I numbered it right because I named your file three. So cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you're not there already, go to the website, mydonfolk.org slash blog. You can read what Michael wrote along with um, the podcast player that's on the same page. It's either day 16 or 17. Maybe 18. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on the 16th. I don't know when it's going to go up. So, um, the verses you picked are Luke 4, 18 and 19. Uh, so they say, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to pre- preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Um, so what led you to that verse um, when you were writing the blog post for today? Um, you know, when I was I was reading through this the other day, and there was a teacher teaching on it, and you know, they the premise behind the teaching was um, the spirit of the Lord was coming upon Jesus because he was anointed to preach the gospel, and when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, and we accept that salvation, we become anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Um, and then it says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and re- captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But what really stood out to me was that he was, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And before that day, which was just a few days ago, um, whenever I had read that, I interpreted it as people that had had some sort of damage or me. I, I've had damage. I've had my heart's been broke. Yeah. My heart's been broke by by friends and relatives and you know acquaintances and bosses and coworkers. You know, my heart's been broke. Yeah. And we put up defenses to kind of keep our heart from being broke again. And, you know, we create behaviors and we create thought processes that put up walls and put up these fences. And it kind of made me, I I had this picture in my head instead of that story of somebody that's been hurt or damaged or, or bruised, which is what something, you know, it talks about further in. Yeah. When I read that heal the brokenhearted, I saw a lion in a cage at a zoo. And when I saw that in my mind, that lion is a perfectly good lion. He's still a lion. He still roams around and eats his food and, you know, does other lion things that lions do. But his heart has been broken to freedom. Yeah. His heart has been broken to solitude and confinement. And it, to me, that picture came alive when I read that, that Jesus came to heal our hearts so that we know that there's freedom to be had, to restore that sense of freedom in our heart. Because yeah, it's a cage that we put around ourselves to protect ourselves right. because things and, happen to And it's everybody. comfort. You know, those, yeah. those walls are comfort. The walls of a zoo protect the lion. Yeah. The lion is protected. The workers at the zoo give the lion food. He doesn't even have to hunt anymore. 
You know, the, he has water, he has shelter, he has food. It's a comfort. We do that in our own hearts. We create those walls and those cages and we figured out how to get food and how to be protected and how to get yeah. water and be comfortable. And we feel safe. Not ever knowing that there's a whole world of freedom out there. Jesus came to restore that sense of freedom in our heart because just as your sense of freedom is restored in your heart, then the very next section of that is to set the captives free. And and that's still wrapped up into the same picture. Lions that never had a taste of freedom, you can open the cage door and they might wander out, but they'll come back. Yeah. Because that's their sense of comfort. They don't want to leave. Yeah. And so Jesus can open the door for us. He can open the cage. And we don't want to leave because we've built walls of comfortability around us. He has to restore our heart to that sense of freedom. That lit me up when I saw that. <laughs> It was like, that's what he wants to do in each and every one of us is to create that sense of freedom again so that when he does open the door, we can go do the purpose that we're set out to do. Yeah. You know, you can call it wilderness. You can call it trials. You can call it learning. There's a thousand things that you could call that process. But until your heart has been restored to a sense of freedom, it does no good to open the gate. Yeah. Because it's, and I mean, that's relatable to 100% of people because right. there's, everybody has events in their lives that happen that cause them to form an opinion about something that, you know, may or may not be correct, but sometimes it's correct, but you just feel so strongly about it that you're unwilling to even listen or right. all these other things. And you might not even see the door open because you're not going to look because you've been there and done that and you've seen it before. Yep. And it's you got to take every situation as a new situation. You know? yeah. and that's really hard to do because yeah. you, you can learn from past situations while still being open to future situations. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I, it just, it painted a whole nother picture of me with the Israelites leaving Egypt. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't, you know, they wanted to leave Egypt. They, they might've had a little taste of that freedom, but their hearts weren't set free yeah. to the point after wandering around in the wilderness, they're going, we want to go back. Because we knew where our food was. We knew where our house was. Yeah, we had to work for it, but that was more comfortable. Yeah. It's like my dog. I can live my dog. I can let my dog out. He could run off and he could survive and eat rabbits and whatever. And you know what I mean? He'd yeah. be, he might enjoy rabbits more than dog food, but he knows that he's going to get dog food twice a day if he stays here. Yeah. So he does. Yeah. And it's that thing, same thing that we do if you've had your heart broken from anything, you know, friends, relationships, whatever, that you don't want to open up to that same type of person again. Yeah. And because you, all you can see is that prior event that happened. Yeah. And even if somebody might have a similar tendency, it's a different human being. Yeah. Different in 99% of ways, you know, (laughs) and you can't focus on that one thing that you're like, Oh, I've seen that before. Yep. Cause you haven't seen the rest of it. Yep. It hits the same button that caused you to build the wall. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with that button. But yeah. the button's there before it gets hit, you know? Yeah. And so that was that was fun for me. You know, even when when the Israelites when Moses got them um to the promised land. Uh-huh. He he sent out twelve spies. 
10 of them had a taste of that freedom. Their hearts were molded to that freedom. Mm-hmm. 10 said, uh-uh, <laughs> no way. That's not going to happen. You can shut that door. I don't even want to go out. You know, it, it's it's just opened up more scriptures to me, just having that picture reading that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was really cool. Um, it really... Got me excited about seeing some doors open. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. okay, you know, God, God planted in me a purpose, and I can't fulfill that purpose with doors shut and comfortability. Yeah. So, and it's hard when you like, because you kind of most people I think create those walls without knowing it. You know, you just do it because that's what people do. They learn from a situation, they learn not to do that again, and they go on. And that's a good trait of humans to be able to learn and and do things better each time. But you can go too far with it. You can yeah. you can shut yourself off from completely ever wanting to do anything that even resembles it. No. And then God's like, okay, but I had you doing something that might resemble it a little bit, but it's not the same thing. And you're like, no, it's the same thing. You know? <laughs> and you don't see it. Right. And and so my own challenge in my own mind and in my own heart with reading this and getting a sense of hope out of that was the circumstances that are going on, we can allow the uncomfortability of those circumstances to keep those doors shut so that we stay in our level of comfortability or we can allow that allow God to heal your broken heart and then that door can be opened and you can be set free no matter the circumstance and you can still have the peace when you do it you don't have to have the you know like you don't have to sit there just trembling in fear about getting hurt again because you're trusting God that this situation is of him and that you're going to be okay. Yep. And then he's going to take care of you and he's got your back through whatever. Yep. And you don't have to worry about it. Because you can rejoice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Call back to day 14. <laughs> um, and one of the things that's like, my dad loves this verse because it says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord at the end. And he talks about that all the time being the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee is a year where nobody did anything. They were like, you know what? It's time to relax and praise God for an entire year. It's basically a year of the Sabbath, you know? And it's like, to take a year off takes so much, because what would happen was the year of Jubilee would be the seventh year. The sixth year, they would, you know, have twice the harvest. Yeah. And they'd be able to make it all the way through year seven. And it's like, that's such a large scale of, that's an entire community and nation understanding that concept so well that they just knew that in the sixth year they were going to get twice as much and they have to work a little harder to bring it all in and then this, they can take a whole year off yeah like that's crazy because we're just sitting here like oh, i think with my tax return we can get some bills five days vacation <laughs> kind of we go camping on a budget <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and and obviously it's a different time. Like they didn't have all the, they didn't have a Netflix bill come out every month, all the stuff, but yeah. it's crazy level of faith across a whole nation to know that that's going to happen. Yeah. And to be so confident in it that you just can take a year off. Yeah. It doesn't run out and it never runs out. And you know what? I bet people made mistakes and some people didn't get it all in the double harvest and all stuff, but it's still, they, God still took care of them for the entire year of Jubilee because that's what they were supposed to do. That's what God was like, look, you take this year off. I'll take care of you. And he did every single time. And that's just crazy because 
it's so hard to think of taking <laughs> like it's so hard to think of taking that level of rest and peace and trust to, yeah. to just not do anything for a year and believe that you're gonna get fed that entire time and you're not like I'd be sitting there like alright we can have two slices of bread every day in the last few days we're gonna have half a slice of bread yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean but no they had they had excess yeah. and it was it's just a crazy example of that to me like <laughs> yeah yeah that's hard for us to fathom yeah and debts were forgiven and all this stuff like and you know debts are they're a huge thing now financially and back then a debt could have been anything all sorts of material things that were a big deal because that's how you survive people yep. were like nope it's fine God's got us now yep it's crazy that's wild <laughs> that, my dad talks about that verse all the time <laughs> that's awesome um let's see is there anything else you want to specifically say about that verse we talked a lot about heal the brokenhearted. I mean, preach the deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them who are bruised, and preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I mean, it's pretty much the gist of the verses. I'm here to take care of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I think really, I, I, I don't know how it all plays out, but for me at this point in my life, um, Healing the brokenhearted is the key to the rest of those in the list. Yeah. If you don't have the heart to taste what God has, it's kind of hard to taste it. Yeah. Or at and least enjoy it. is something that we think of as like, oh, my girlfriend left me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not the end of that meaning. It's, it's or it was really, betrayed or, you know, yeah. something. There's something really, that anything just really sets you into a defensive mode. Yeah. And it's yeah. really talking about anything that's like, if you've been hurt or felt attacked by something and you've built up a defense against that in a way that's like, I'm not dealing with this type of thing anymore, yeah. then it's, then God's here to heal that wound so that you can be open to the world again, you know? Yeah. Because like you said, a lion in the cage, and that's such a great picture of that because like we're talking about with the dog and everything too, that lion, if he got out of the cage would be at the top of the food chain in the zoo. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, bar none, there's not really competition. It's maybe if the tiger or the hippo got out, but, yep. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he owns the zoo if he gets out. Like, what's yep. going to happen? They're going to evacuate the place. Lion has the zoo now, <laughs> you know? And, but, and if a lion's grown up in captivity, he doesn't even have any idea that he has that level of power, you know? Yep. Yeah, that if he got out, he could own the place, but he has no idea because his mom didn't own the place, dad didn't own the place, granddad didn't own the place. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff, and that's like the the potential that's in a cage, and we have the ability to let ourselves out. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So your prayer here at the end says, "Lord, expose those comfortable restrictions that have been created in my heart, mind, and habits." that prevent me from tasting and indulging in the freedom you designed for me. Thank you for fulfilling the scriptures and restoring relationship with me. Thank you, and I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so this is a great prayer because you just, yeah, Lord, expose those comfortable restrictions that have been created in my heart, mind, and habits. And that's just, that's a huge thing for people to pray because that's, you got to be comfortable 
yeah. with God and trusting God. But like, because mm-hmm. we have habits and we like our habits. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody told me tomorrow, like, you know what? You can't have coffee now because it's just better for your health. That would be rough on me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we all have that kind of stuff, and you have habits in your heart and mind that are habits of, you know, you read things a certain way. It's like people say you read the Bible through your filter, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's crazy how you can read the same verse, and if you read it at different times, you see different things because you have the different filters. That's why it's good. It's okay to reread stuff in the Bible and all this stuff because you're going to see it different every time. Yeah. And that's true with everything. Yeah, but biggie for me was Matthew seven eleven, and uh, I've I've read that verse before in my life, and was like, oh yeah, I got a cool dad, you know, and whatever. <laughs> but it wasn't until I had kids that I read that verse plum different, you know. And so yeah. there's always things shifting in our heart that you know I, I love hearing teachers and preachers talk about the Bible being the living word of God. Yeah. You know, it, it's always breathing new life into you. It's always doing something different. You give it a chance. Yeah. You know, o- open it up and check it out. There's always going to be something there. Yeah. So, And this verse is a crazy example of that, too, because there's just like, like we're talking about brokenhearted, but there's people that read it and see deliverance of captives and sight to the blind and liberty to those that are bruised and accept what you're like. There's just, you'll read it and things will just hit you different. And it's such a crazy... And to pray that, you know, the Lord expose those comfortable restrictions. And I love comfortable restrictions because that's the ones we're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to be like, all right, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that could be things that, because generally speaking, you have a thing and you're like, all right, I'll do anything. But in the back of your mind, you're like, accept that thing. <laughs> right. And half the time, that's the one that God's going to be like, yeah, you got to do that one. And like, uh, we're, me and Faith were talking about this yesterday. Was her thing? Her verse was talking about, you know, don't discard me because I'm young, and I'll, or don't discard yourself because you're young. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's talking about the we discard ourselves for all these reasons. Yeah. And this is kind of in a similar lane of like we hold ourselves back for all these reasons. And God's saying, don't hold yourself back. Don't discard yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm here to push you forward into what you're supposed to do, and all you have to do is get out of your own way. Right. But sometimes that's way harder than it seems yeah, than it no should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or painful because we gotta let some of that comfortability go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually you become comfortable with being uncomfortable, and, yeah. then, and then that's when you really take off, right? Is right. when you're like, you know what, God said it, I'm gonna do it. I don't like it, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, and you can really take off from there, but. Anything else no. about this? All right. That one's good. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 930. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donahoe Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Dawn of Hope, you can visit mydawnofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. 
If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Don of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.